0: Welcome to Ask the Expert with noted radio host, Steve Sleeper. Each week, Steve interviews entrepreneurs and professionals and shares their intriguing stories of success and service. Now, here's radio veteran, Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is personal injury attorney Robert Stephen at the Stephen Law Group in New Hampshire. Your case is the most important matter to attorney Stephen because it's the most important matter in your life. I began the interview by asking Rob for some background.
1: I'm a New Hampshire attorney and a Massachusetts attorney as well. I graduated from Suffolk University Law School in 1993. Graduated number one in my class. I ended up uh, from there took a federal clerkship in New Hampshire for the Honorable Martin Laughlin. After the clerkship, I went to work for a a firm didn't really know what I was getting into, but it was uh, insurance defense work, civil litigation, and um, you know I learned some trial skills and uh, learned the business of uh, insurance law. But after a while, I started you know feeling a little had a little more in, in common uh, with those aggrieved that I wanted to help those in need out more than helping insurance companies uh, with their bottom line and their profits. So ever since. That practice, which I was at for about three years, I've been focusing more on the plaintiff side um, of cases, helping those who have been injured, no fault of their own. And uh, I've had my own law firm since 2004, and we've been running strong ever since. And uh, we fight hard for, for our clients to, to get them the justice they deserve.
0: Well then, Rob, you're uniquely qualified to answer this question if I've been in a car accident, not my fault, some guy runs into me, why do I need an attorney?
1: Well, the first thing that usually happens if you've been injured in an accident is you're going to get a call from a very seasoned insurance adjuster. And often they are trying to get you to release your claims by settling quickly. And the problem is, you got to figure out first what what your injuries truly are. You know, the injuries may at first with the adrenaline that runs from an accident may appear to be minor. If the insurance company has an opportunity to uh, put a check in front of you and get a release of claims, you will not be able to bring a case later on if your injuries turn out to be more more severe. So it's better to sort of slow the process down, get some guidance, get some, some professional advice. You don't necessarily have to hire the attorney, but you should speak to an attorney uh, before talking to an insurance adjuster to to get the guidance you need to put you in the best position to protect your rights.
0: So how do I, I pay for an attorney in a personal injury case?
1: Well, under our ethical rules, we give the client the option of paying us either by the hour or on a contingent fee. A contingent fee is a percentage and and that's the more common way to hire an attorney in an accident case. And typically it's a, a third of any recovery. I, I often say that, you know, if you have a lawyer that, that fights hard for you, is zealous as an advocate for you, the lawyer almost pays for themselves because they're gonna get you that much more than you would have gotten on your own and that would cover any percentage and costs in the case. Sometimes it makes sense for a client to hire an attorney by the hour. Um, the hourly rate is usually you know not a small amount. Many lawyers get three hundred dollars an hour. but there are cases in fact, um, I've been retained recently to represent somebody on an hourly basis who was in a uh, terrible accident. But in this case, the insurance company is ready to offer the policy to the insured, but I just want to make sure that they're protected and that we negotiate the liens properly and that they have no surprises later on. So it makes sense in that case, not to take a percentage, but to take an hourly rate just to protect the client. So we always try to do what's in the best interest of the client.
0: Okay. So how do I know if I have a case?
1: Well, you you first have to analyze how the accident happened. We're a fault-based system. So uh, you're only going to have a claim if there's somebody else who's at fault, you know, for pain and suffering and bodily injury, which is what what we focus on. If liability is clear, then the question is, what are your damages? It's interesting, Steve, because some firms will turn away clients who have, you know, quote unquote, small cases. You know, it may not be that profitable. I, it drives me crazy when you hear law firms say. I'll lose money on that case. You know, firms should not be about losing money. Firms should be about helping people. And um, that's what we try to focus on. So we don't really concern ourselves with the extent of the injuries. We concern ourselves with, does that client, that potential client, need the help of a lawyer? A lot of times, a client wants to focus on just getting better. Their case may be soft tissue, no fractures, It's not going to be a significant settlement, but they don't want the headache of worrying about dealing with insurance companies, signing authorizations. It it all depends on the comfort level of a client. If a client is savvy, a potential client, and they can handle the case on their own and would do better without an attorney, we encourage them to do that. But those who need help, uh, we're here to help them. So it all depends on the sort of the comfort level of the client. We don't focus on the size of the case. We focus on whether that person needs help.
0: Okay, now you talked about insurance adjusters a little earlier. What do I do if the at-fault party's insurance adjuster calls me?
1: Well, that's pretty common after an accident. I think it's okay in many cases to talk about the damage to your vehicle because a lot of people rely on that car. They may need a rental car and they may need, may need to get that car replaced to get back and forth to work. So we, we don't mind that potential clients talk to the insurance adjuster about the, the property claim. But we ask them not to discuss the medical injuries. And, and this is assuming that liability is pretty clear. Um, if there's a question of liability, they should not discuss that too much without talking to a lawyer first. Not because they're trying to play hide the ball or anything, but insurance adjusters are professionals. They're trained. They're trained on what to ask you, and they're trained on getting answers that, you know, potentially will help their bottom line, but, but their loyalties don't necessarily go to you. I'll give you an example, Steve. An insurance adjuster may call up and say, how you feeling? And the person might be uh, someone that tries to look at the positive in life and not the negative, and they, they might say, you know, I'm okay, but they may not be okay. A year from now, when we go to settle the case, the insurance company is going to throw that in our face and say, your insured said a day after the accident that they're okay. So we're, we try to tell our, our potential clients who call for our advice, if you want to talk about the damage of the car to, to speed that process up, that's fine. But don't, don't discuss your medical injuries and let us discuss the liability.
0: Okay. So I've been in a car accident. This is a scenario. I've been in a car accident. I'm the driver. Nobody else is in the car in this scenario. Guy runs a red light, T-bones me on the passenger side. I'm able to get out of the car and, and move around, talk to people, that type of thing. Are there some things I should keep in mind? Are there some things I should do after an accident?
1: Absolutely. The first thought should always be the medical attention. So you got to sort of figure out: Do you need a, a, a immediate medical attention? And if so, that should be the focus. If you're able to walk around, like you said, and you know it, it it's something where uh, you don't need to to be rushed immediately to the hospital. The police should be contacted to come analyze the situation. It's very difficult later on when you don't have a trained. Professional or a trained individual like a police officer who are trained at police standards and training on analyzing the fault or the liability basis of an accident, it's very difficult later on when it becomes a he said, she said, and the other side says, No, I didn't run a stop sign. In fact, um, they were speeding. So I always recommend to call the police. In fact, many states have statutes where you have to either exchange information or call the police or you could be violating a law. So first is medical. Second is have the police come and analyze the situation. And then third call would be to your attorney.
0: As we record this podcast episode, it's the end of May 2020. So we're what, three months into the COVID-19 crisis. That brings me to my next question. Are, Are you open right now? And how do we meet?
1: Yes, we're open, Steve. We're we're very careful. We have had staggered hours. Uh, the governor in New Hampshire pretty early on listed the businesses which he deemed essential. Uh, law firms are essential because there's rights that injured parties have in my line of practice um, that need to be, you know, aggressively pursued. There's statutes of limitations. So if you do not uh, continuously pursue the rights of your clients. You can miss deadlines. We deem ourselves essential, and the governor uh, seemed to include us on his list. So we've continued to be open. However, we've done it in a safe manner. We've staggered hours so that there's one or fewer, uh, one or, or just a few more people in the office at the same time. They're, they're, they're kept safely distanced from each other during the working day. And then we try to do Zoom meetings with clients or other uh, technologies such as WebEx. For those clients that absolutely need to meet with us, we've had a uh, setup in the parking lot where we've actually brought a table out there where we can sit with clients safely six feet apart and go over paperwork and have uh, documents signed that are, that are needed for their case. But we're erring on the side of caution and we're trying to go real slow with in-person meetings uh, until we're all out of this this terrible pandemic that we're suffering together in society.
0: Okay, so can the pandemic delay my claim?
1: It can delay your claim, but the courts have done a nice job of trying to bring innovation in to continue to have those wheels of justice spin. Courts are starting to schedule things, sometimes telephonically, sometimes by using a system like WebEx um, or Zoom those wheels of justice are starting to spin again. So yes, there can be a delay, but quite frankly, I think it's a limited delay. Most of these cases, Steve, settle. If I had to estimate, I would say 95% of injury cases settle without seeing a jury or a bench trial. Insurance companies are um, handling the cases. I think despite me, you know, sort of beating up on them a little bit in terms of where their objectives lie. I I think most adjusters still want to settle cases. So yeah, there's a slight delay, but maybe it's only a couple months in the grand scheme of things. Because I think the courts, I think lawyers, and I think insurance companies all want to see these cases resolved. And we just need to fight hard to make sure our clients' interests are protected, that they receive justice, and that they're treated fairly.
0: Many thanks to attorney Robert Stephen for being our guest today. His website is stephenlaw.com. Thanks for listening to Ask the Expert with Steve Sleeper. Join us next time as entrepreneurs and professionals share their intriguing stories of success and service.